Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hey, welcome back, my friend, or welcome if this is your first episode that you're tuning into. We are here today to talk about the five essential tools to be turned on. Now, there are, of course, more, but these are um, five favorite ones that can have a really strong and positive impact on your turn on and a sense of empowerment in your sexual life and relationship. So I can say with 100% certainty that it's possible to increase your experience of sexual turn-on and desire. Now, of course, things matter, like your relationship status, like the actually the status of your relationship. Do you feel safe? Is there intimacy? Are you fighting? Um, do you feel seen and heard? Do you see and hear your partner? All of those things, of course, uh, impact how available you feel you want to be sexually for your partner. But there can also be ways in which you kind of uh, mess that up or uh, pleasure block yourself in your relationship because you're using sexuality as some kind of currency or um, power tool, which is not great if you're doing that. Uh, And ultimately, you're missing out if you're doing that. So stop doing that. Um, Have a conversation instead use sex um, instead as a tool to connect and bond rather than to punish and distance yourself. Uh, This is also true, you know, these five tools are also true for uh, increasing your turn on regardless of your age and weight and those things. Um, Those things don't matter. You are sexual regardless of age and weight and size and beauty and all of those things. And you can feel more empowered when you implement these five tools for increased turn on. And I also want to just preface this with saying it's not easy. I don't find it easy and I'm a sex coach. I have to work for it. I have to put in intentional effort 
to be turned on and feel engaged in my sexuality but it's something that I'm willing to do because I see the benefits and I get the reward pleasure sexual intimacy sexual satisfaction orgasms right so it's worth it so if you're thinking oh well it shouldn't I shouldn't have to put in work it should feel spontaneous and easy then a you're wrong (laughs) sorry but you're wrong (laughs) and b um you're making it harder by feeling like it should be easy when in fact everything that can feel pleasurable and amazing requires some effort and preparation and you know conscious like taking care of so i don't have some magical skill or quality that makes it easy for me to be turned on and to get wet to have great sex several times per week because i do um to have all kinds of mind-blowing orgasms and to feel like my sexuality is continuously evolving and improving Uh, short answer that's not true and long answer let me expand on this today and give you these five essential tools that can help you experience more sexual turn-on and sexual satisfaction because these things that I'm going to share with you today are things that I practice and focus on regularly to maintain and cultivate sexual turn-on so let's get into it turn on tool number one mindset I think this could maybe be the most important one because our thoughts dictate our lives and mindset is a powerful one. So there are two pieces to mindset. The first one is self-responsibility. I have fully accepted that I'm responsible for turning myself on and so can you. I invite you to do that because it's not your partner's responsibility to turn you on. It's your own. Getting turned on doesn't start just before you're about to have sex. It's something that you cultivate every day through conscious focus, thoughts, the way you look at and sexually objectify your partner and other attractive people in the streets. (laughs) It's how you think about sex daily, etc. You need to find assets in your turn-on kit that stimulate your mind erotically and sexually. Of course, what your partner does matters. If they, you know, do something that you absolutely hate or if they want super kinky sex and you want super spiritual sex, there's a mismatch and you need to work on that and compromise and, of course, figure out ways to sexually meet. But in terms of turn on, it's not their responsibility to take you from zero to to turned on, right? You need to be at a at a mental simmer of turn on because otherwise it will take you fucking forever to get turned on or it's in- completely impossible. If your brain's not in the game, you will not get turned on. So the responsibility is your own. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> it's easier if it was someone else's. But through that ownership of your turn on comes empowerment and inspired action and that can feel really good. It also um, removes a subtle sense of victimhood, especially if you're a heterosexual woman, because your sexuality and turn-on are yours. You don't need a man to save you or turn you on. And I'm sorry that you probably were taught that or you felt like your sexual agency weren't respected, uh, wasn't expected, or your um, just your sexual power kind of was taken away or stripped away when you were younger well now it's time for you to take it back you're a grown-ass sexual woman and the responsibility is yours and I invite you to feel just a sense of pride and power through that ownership and statement your sexuality your your turn on are yours the second piece to mindset is sex is for me fully adopting the belief system that sex 
is for me or for you. You get the point. You're saying it to yourself. Sex is for me. It's not something you give your partner. It's not something you do for your partner. It's for you. You have sex because it makes you feel fucking good. I constantly work on this belief system, but the societal conditioning runs really deep and it can constantly show up as negative thoughts. Like I said at the beginning, you use sex as a kind of currency or power tool, uh, as punishment, withdrawing sex as punishment, or... I mean, you can kinkily and playfully use it as a reward, totally, I'm not saying that. But when it comes from a non-playful or non-kinky place, and it's something that you withhold or that you do for your partner, nah, don't do that, my love. You don't have to feel that way about sex. Sex is for you. And I know that that can feel really hard. And I'm sure you can relate, you know, after a long day of living and working and mothering and child rearing or whatever it is that you're doing. Sometimes I find myself thinking I'm not in the mood or yet another thing I have to do or ah, here's, here comes someone who wants another thing from me. But with awareness, I'm able to quickly catch those thoughts in my mind and tell them to, to go away because it's not true. Because what is great after a long day when you're tired? Pleasure and sex. What makes you feel better always? Pleasure and sex. So if I didn't fully believe that I'm having sex for my own good, I could have sex to please my man and slowly build a bitter core of resentment inside of me. And also, if I feel like my uh, turn-on is my partner's responsibility and they don't succeed in turning myself on, because I'm, I'm not in it, I'm not engaging, I'm not taking responsibility, I'm not trying myself, and they fail, then I can become really bitter and resentful towards them because they're failing me, right? So coming from the place that you have a self-responsibility when it comes to your turn-on, and that sex is truly for you, and that it deeply benefits and nourishes you, that can help you stay positive towards sex, which makes it easier to be turned on. And then you can also truly identify when you're truly not in the mood and you can honor your no, which is important because sometimes you're not in the mood. Sometimes you're truly touched out or tapped out and maybe what you want to do is cuddle instead or talk or just be left the fuck alone so you can recharge on your own. And that's okay too. So when you own your yes, you can own your no And that is very sexually and relationally healthy. Turn on tool number two, conscious relationship care. So it's really one thing (laughs) to be hot and horny when you're single. I mean, we all know it's really easy. You think about sex all the fucking time. You're fucking every handsome person you see in your mind. You're fantasizing, you're thinking. And, you know, it's also hard work dating and going through that whole thing. And that can be super challenging and emotionally quite the roller coaster. But when it comes to um, sexual turn-on, it's pretty easy. And uh, sexual turn-on and wetness and all of that stuff, excitement, horniness, it's readily available to you at all times. It's a whole other thing to maintain that desire year after year, decade after decade in a long-term relationship. Add kids and, oh my God, 
But I know it to be true that your sex life is not doomed. It does, however, and you know what I'm going to (laughs) say. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Erica. (laughs) You're annoying me. It does require conscious relationship care and effort. And your relationship status and wellness definitely impact your sexual intimacy and sexual satisfaction, the quality and quantity of your sex. They go hand in hand and you need to take care of both. So conscious relationship care is important for your turn on if you're in a relationship. So one way to to do this is to commit to seeing your partner in the most positive light. Try to cultivate the same positivity you had toward your lover and partner as you did in the beginning of the relationship. Actively seek out podcasts or resources that teach you about how to show up positively in a relationship and work with your partner with the relationship rather than against it. Another thing that you can do is to uh, really focus on giving because if you give, you will receive. So by being generous sexually, but also in your relationship, you're gonna increase the sexual energy between you and your partner. In a healthy, non-abusive, non-toxic relationship, it's a proven method that you get your needs met by satisfying your partner's need. Try it. It works. And this is, um, I've learned about this from Stan Tatkin. He has a, a kind of theory or relationship model that he um, has named the couple bubble, where you focus on meeting your partner's needs and giving to your partner rather than focusing on and emphasizing getting your needs met and demanding that your partner does everything for you. You let that go and you focus on giving to your partner and the partner does the same thing and voila, it works. <laughs> it's uh, it's really powerful stuff and definitely check out Stan Tatkin. Um, he's amazing. Communication is also so important and I know this is so cliche and you're like ugh but honestly uh, unspoken shit and resentment are the biggest libido killers bottled up anger unexpressed hurts all of that stuff you get it so get honest with each other even if it's hard and challenging but the intimacy that follows honesty is priceless communication builds deep trust and bonding and this will support your sexual trust and bonding too it's really hard to sexually open up and surrender and be vulnerable if you're carrying grudges and bitterness and hurt and anger and sure you can anger fuck your partner every now and then that's fine and that can be amazing but you don't want to do that all the time. That will basically erode your sexual intimacy and connection over time. Also, conscious relationship care includes talking about sex. If you can't talk about it, you shouldn't do it. Talk about your desires, talk about fantasies, talk about preferences. It won't remove the magic, it will amplify it. Sure, it may be a little bit challenging and vulnerable and create maybe sometimes some tension if you talk about a fantasy, but that um, insecurity that follows when you start talking about sex can be transformed into great sexual excitement and trust in each other. And it can feel really exciting to hear about your partner's fantasies and desires and um, get insight into their sexual landscape, their like mental sexual landscape in, in this fascinating way. And it can actually increase your sense of turn on because it feels like you don't know everything about your partner and they're still a mystery to you which is such a turn on and 
you can also acknowledge that you will never truly know your partner, which is basically what I just said. So cultivating that sense of mystery can really spark lust even after decades. One thing that can also help if you're in a rut is to get therapy or coaching. So solo or with a partner and start with yourself, do it solo. And from there, consider if your relationship needs partner therapy or coaching. Uh, I've been to therapy uh, to work through attachment issues, destructive, self-destructive patterns that show up in my relationship, intimacy blockages. I've also received help from a, um, a marriage coach because I acknowledge that I'm wildly fucked up. <laughs> as a human, like normal, you know, I'm normal fucked up, but every normal, you know what I mean with normal person is, you know, a little fucked up. And relationships are hard and no one teaches us this stuff. So external help is a good thing. When it comes to relationship care, there is obviously so much more. I could go on forever, but these are some of my um, favorite relational pieces and this can get you started and inspire you to seek out more if this is something that you feel is relevant for you. Turn on tool number three is self-pleasure. I will be talking so much about self-pleasure. This is basically what this whole podcast is about. So it will show up in pretty much every episode. So get used to it. But after mindset and relationship care, you want to turn the focus to your body. And it's not like I'm sharing these in a chronological order. So you should do mindset, then relationship care, then self-pleasure. They all get to coexist and you all you get to focus on them at the same time. And depending on where you're at in your life journey and what's going on, maybe you don't need relationship care, but you really need to focus on uh, self-pleasure or, you know, so you get my point. But because this is a list, uh, I am working my way through them one by one. So let's turn the focus to your body, your amazing, sexual, magnificent, magical, sensual body. Working with the body through regular self-pleasure is a super effective way to maintain, cultivate, and increase your turn-on plus your desire. You can even use self-pleasure as foreplay with yourself and then invite your partner into your space where you're already juicy and wet and activated and feeling so powerful and autonomous and sovereign in your sexuality. So self-pleasure is so powerful, so, so, so powerful and so effective. And it's pretty simple. Like you touch yourself sensually and sexually regularly. You masturbate, you self-pleasure. If you don't know the difference between masturbation and self-pleasure, go back to the episode where I talk about that. I think it's episode number two or three. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can find it. Conscious self-touch is really soothing for the body, for your mind, for your soul, for your sexuality. It supports your sexual connection and vitality. And especially for women, we have a turn-on pattern that resembles water. So it takes a while for it to boil. But once it's boiling, it's fucking hot and it can keep going for a very long time. So as a woman, you want to pleasure yourself regularly to keep that water, meaning your sexual energy, lukewarm at a minimum. Ideally, you want it to be simmering. But I get it if you don't have time for that. But lukewarm. You don't want your water, your sexual energy, your pussy to be frozen. Because then it's so hard to turn it on. And self-pleasure can help you stay lukewarm sexually. And um, I heard Kimberly Ann Johnson say this a while back. I don't know where what research backed this. But I usually trust her to be accurate in what she says. And she said it takes around 30 to 40 minutes for women to be completely sexually turned on physically so in terms of engorgement 
and engorgement in women is the equivalent to erection in the male body. So female engorgement takes about 30 to 40 minutes to be like fully complete. Do you usually spend 30 to 40 minutes in foreplay with your partner? In long-term relationship, it's like five minutes, then penetration, right? Like that's the norm. So you can self-pleasure and keep that juicy, lukewarm simmer going. And then also, of course, if you feel like you need more foreplay, then that's valid and you get to enjoy that in your sexual partnership and, and shared sexuality with your partner. So how do you stay lukewarm or simmering? Well, regular self-pleasure suggestions for you, conscious sensual touch in the shower, doesn't have to be super elaborate or fancy, just stay in the shower for an extra five minutes and stroke yourself. You're touching your body, you're naked, it's warm and cozy, so have a good time. You can do a daily or a few times a week, a five-minute breast massage, super powerful for sensual, luscious connection with yourself. Obviously, sensual and sexual self-pleasure, non-goal-oriented, where you don't focus on orgasm, but you're spending time exploring and enjoying your sexual pleasure and sexual energy with yourself, feeling like you are a lover with yourself, regardless of your relationship status. That is so empowering. You can do sensual eating, so really connecting with eating um, in a sensual way daily dancing, sensual dancing, dancing to music that you love and doing things that you love that had no other purpose than the joy it brings you. Is all, all of these suggestions bring you pleasure and all flavors of pleasure matter, but of course, sensual and sexual pleasure practices really directly impact your sexual lukewarm state of being. (laughs) So try to establish a regular self-pleasure practice or some kind of pleasurable self-care. And I know this can be really challenging to fit into your life, but if you struggle with low libido, uh, frozen sexuality, um, just a lot of stuckness sexually, then this can radically improve your desire, your turn on, your sex and pleasure. And um, And make you feel like, hmm, I feel a little bit warm and mushy and luscious today instead of just hard and rigid and cold inside. So basically, turn off your phone, turn off Netflix and masturbate instead and thank me later. (laughs) And if you want practices and a structure for your self-pleasure, it's guidance and inspo, I have... um, tools for you. I have courses. I do one-on-one coaching. So definitely join my newsletter so you never miss announcements when I'm launching a course or opening um, spots for one-on-one coaching. So check out the show notes to, um, to join my newsletter. Turn on tool number four, sexual fantasies. So we've covered mindset, relationship, care, and self-pleasure. Now let's talk about sexual fantasies. Your biggest and most important erogenous zone is your brain. Turn on happens in the brain. Stimulation is coded and interpreted in your brain. Thoughts and fantasies are products of your brain. Well, maybe also your subconscious, but that's part of the the brain, the nervous system. So get your brain on board and don't forget about it. I talk about this um, in the episode uh, sexual arousal. So go back and listen to that if you want to learn more about powerful theoretical models for arousal and understanding how your arousal system works inside your mind body. 
But basically, you can be rubbing your genitals for hours on end, but if your brain or your mind isn't in the game, you will lose every time. This also means that the most important foreplay and sex preparation happen in the brain hours and even days before you plan to have sex or have sex. So sex is not spontaneous. You want to be thinking about it, visualizing it, fantasizing about it, planning details about it, getting excited and turned on by the sheer thought of it. Just like when you were single, adopt like 10% of that mindset or apply 10% of that mind activity now in the here and now in your long-term relationship and you will see a difference in your turn-on and in your sort of um, sexual openness and the, the speed with which your brain, sorry, your body responds in a sexual situation. So you want to be fantasizing about sex and embracing those fantasies. It can be kinky, romantic, sexy, erotic, taboo, naughty, raw, passionate. It doesn't matter. The flavor of the fantasy will be entirely personal to you and whatever flavor you want that day or that week or with this lover or with this partner. And whatever flavor your particular erotic mind has, embrace it. Make it your ally in your turn-on pursuit. And there are many ways in which you can stimulate your brain these days. If you're listening to this and you um, identify as a woman and you've been socialized as a woman, um, maybe you're feeling hesitant towards porn, a very simplified term for a massive, for, well, a massive experience in terms of diversity. There isn't just one porn. Usually when we say porn, we think of mainstream porn, but there is incredible diversity when it comes to porn, especially these days. Um, so there's mainstream porn, there's feminist porn, queer porn, amateur porn, all kinds of different uh, porn. But if that's not your flavor or present preference, you can read erotica, you can listen to audio erotica, you can seek out a feminist or female-created porn that is more sort of tailored to be appreciated by women. You can follow Instagram accounts that tickle your sensual senses, like art, art accounts that post really sexual, beautiful art. Really what you want to do is give your mind some, some treats, some sexy treats, so that you inspire your thoughts to think about it, normalize it, fantasize about it, and embrace and welcome that. You can also do some sexy sexting with your partner, fantasize and masturbate, you can journal about it, you can write your own erotica, flirt with people, flirt with your partner, flirt with yourself, remember what it's like to be seductive. It can be super sweet and innocent, or it can be super sexy, but it really makes a difference. So in general, to summarize, involve your brain, your thoughts and visions daily or regularly or often on your sexuality and sex-related things, and you will see that sex is more fun and hot and turn-on is more accessible to you. And the final tool, turn-on tool, body love. If your mind is preoccupied with judging and bashing your body and how it looks, moves, and behaves, you're gonna miss out on all the delicious sensations of your turn-on. And I know it's hard, it's a real struggle for all of us. Too fat, too small, too wide, too old, too saggy, too little, too tall, too short, whatever it is. And 
it's a losing game, but pleasure doesn't discriminate. Pleasure doesn't care about how you look. It's a feeling. It's a state of being. So how can you shift this? How can you stop judging and criticizing your body and start accepting and even appreciating it? Well, here are some suggestions. Start celebrating your body for its functions. Literally, wow, it's amazing how I'm able to walk, jump, run, swim, touch my pussy, etc. Start building a sense of awe for the wonder that your body is. And then also celebrate your pleasure and the moments when you are in the experience. Work on the belief system and the experience that you are your body. You don't have a body. Now, this is a spiritual teaching from, uh, maybe from many teachers, spiritual teachers, but I heard this specifically from Eckhart Tolle, or Tolle, I don't know how you pronounce his name. And he said this, and it landed so deeply inside of me. He said, exactly this, you don't have a body, you are a body. And when you realize that you are the body, Maybe you will feel less inclined to criticize it and judge it and make it wrong and blame it and shame it because your body's alive. It has consciousness. It's connected with you. It's you. You are it. And so it hears, it feels, and it registers what you're thinking, what you're saying. And there is an emotional response. So every time you're saying something bad about yourself, it's kind of like a verbal act of violence towards yourself. And that's not nice. And then you expect your body to just like come alive and be sexual when you demand it. No, you want to cultivate a loving relationship with yourself, a relationship where you can feel that you are your body and see how that changes the way you treat yourself, aka your body. Another thing that you can do is find people who model beauty, sexual pleasure, and freedom and have a similar body shape and size as you. There is plenty of inspiration on the internet, Instagram. There are body pause spaces, queer, inclusive porn, etc. Stop consuming images and material that make you feel bad about yourself or that shows um, a body type that you used to have or where you fixate on a kind of um, young or very youth-centered beauty if you're older because those times are gone and here and now is where you are. You can also take a look at uh, history and see how beauty standards always change. So find a time or era when your body shape was celebrated. This can help you have a broader and more positive perspective and feel like a, a beautiful queen, you know, from the 18, 17, 1600s, for example. Beauty standards, beauty ideals are um, very elusive. Um, they change all the time. And so if we look to external validation from beauty ideals and fitting in, we're, we're always going to lose. So see if you can do some deconditioning around that. Self-pleasure in the form of healing self-touch can actually increase body love. So you can close your eyes and touch yourself with the intention of healing your relationship with yourself. You can speak compliments to yourself. Even if you find it challenging to believe what you say, again, your body hears what you say, and you've probably been saying the opposite for a long time. So saying kind and loving and uplifting celebratory things about yourself can little by little change the way you think about yourself, change how you see yourself. 
You can even also take radical, uh, radically sexy selfies of yourself. So become the beholder of your own beauty, shift your own gaze, reclaim being the one who decides what is beautiful, especially when it comes to your body. Get your partner and or lover Uh, singular, plural, on board to help you with this. Ask them to celebrate you while you build your confidence to celebrate yourself. It can help to see yourself through the eyes of a lover who adores you. And lastly, remember that pleasure and turn on don't discriminate. They don't give a fuck about how you look. All your body wants is to feel your attention and love and, and pleasure. Your body loves feeling pleasure. So that's it. I hope I've inspired you to play with these tools. I invite you to reflect on them and apply them in your life over time. If you do this, if you apply these empowering tools, you will notice uh, results in your turn on. Good luck. Enjoy. Have fun with this. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time. 